Czar show this week. I come back from this little summer break with an on fire conversation that sets a new record for how long this podcast has run and it flew by. So if you're about to go on a long drive, this is a really good one. We talk about everything from anime to aliens to government conspiracies and what it's like being the middle child. I mean, the dude that you're about to meet is literally my favorite person in the world. Give a warm welcome, and I hope you enjoy this introduction to the witty and charming Devin Williams. Okay. Yeah. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> the story goes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just went down that little rabbit hole of just stuff. And I did come to some con- not conclusion, but a thought occurred to me. And is it, does the U.S. of A., are we the only ones that have conspiracy theories? Or do other countries have conspiracy theories? Because what, what I've done research on, I've, I don't, or what I've, I haven't really deep, maybe I should ask AI, but I haven't <laughs> deep dove into the conspiracy theory realm amongst other countries. I Google searched for like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. That's theory. And Look, I clicked on the second page. All right. <laughs> yeah. And this is what I found. <laughs> But yeah, I just uh, I don't know. I never and I didn't research it, but I've just I feel like the U.S. of A. is like the only country that really has like conspiracy theories, at least a, a bunch of them that people seem to talk about, in my opinion. But could be wrong. Not an expert, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, you know, all it takes is fifteen minutes to become an expert. Yeah, sort of story goes, and. Uh, I mean, if we're talking about conspiracies as like, are there aliens? Do other nations believe in aliens or not? That's a great question. I, I do so. like that meme that's going around about we should send like a drone show to tribal nations in like South America, Africa and make them believe there's a God. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yeah. Just like map out Mufasa. <laughs> The God of all of us is a lion. <laughs> and then get to the end. Have Ashton Kutcher come out. Throw back. Punked. You've been punked. <laughs> Let's go, bro. <laughs> Absolutely. Is that in, yeah. is that cultural appropriation? No, I think <laughs> punk belongs to Ashton Kutcher. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you meant, right? Yeah, right. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh Outside of aliens, though, um, like government conspiracies, that's a great question. Uh, from what I understand about Russia, and I only know about Russia through Bert Kreischer, uh, Lex Friedman, yeah, and goat, goat for sure. And uh, one student that's in my class right now, actually, uh-huh. um, yeah, yeah, she's Russian proper. How the U.S. military allowed her to enlist 
is a question mark I have. It wit, it wit, scratch his head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I, I know they don't discriminate, but like um, they maybe they just kept like a close eye on her. I was all like, hmm. <laughs> <laughs> She's pretty cool though. I, I like her a lot. Um, I feel like most Russians are. Mm, <laughs> the Polish in me. Very suspicious. <laughs> Very suspicious. Right. Most. <laughs> just kidding. That might be a reach. Sorry, I was recording. So That's I just okay. didn't want anyone coming up <laughs> knocking on my door. <laughs> yeah, knock on his door, not mine. <laughs> But yeah, in terms of government conspiracies, from what I understand about Russia, it's almost like everybody knows and they just don't talk about it. That seems to be the case. I also saw that in um, Anthony Bourdain's, what is it, Without Borders? Mm -hmm. Something like that? Yeah. yeah. No reservations. Oh. There we go. True. That one. It's Trump you're talking about Without Borders. (laughs) Ha. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Big border guy. (laughs) Yeah. Well, the biggest border. Huge on borders. (laughs) Nobody's seen a border bigger than mine. <laughs> I want the biggest border <laughs> the nation's ever seen. Yeah, he's like, he did. This guy knows that our border stays the same size. Don't tell him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's who is more of a moron, W. Bush or Trump? And I use moron in particular because it's not dumb. I don't think either of them are actually particularly dumb. But they do some sort of shit that's, like, moronic. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I think between the two, I would have to pick Biden. (laughs) 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 Right now. You're a moron. (laughs) Oh, man. No, I mean, realistically, in terms of, I think, social media, I would would say Trump. Just because of his unfiltered mouth. Is he smart? Like you said. Yeah, I believe he's a smart guy. I just think he just has moronic tendencies. Yeah. Um, Knucklehead. But, and let me clarify this to anyone that is listening. I'm neither left nor right. I could give two poops about either or. I will say, though, that um, this has probably been the most embarrassing presidency that I've ever been a part of in terms of my lifetime. Yeah. Whole 30 years almost? Yeah, almost. Oh. Oh. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> I still got 29. I still got 29. Uh, but yeah, in my whole 28 and some change lifespan, yeah. um, I've, I've also, I'm not an expert, but I I tend to stay away from politics, but uh, just because time and time again, it's been proven that. Sorry if this disappoints anyone, but I feel like my vote does not count whatsoever, especially with the electoral college aspect of things and yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. It's just the people have won popular votes. Biden won with the like he had 15 million more votes than Obama did somehow without campaigning. I don't understand that. It's just is that because it was either Trump or him? who, Who knows? Um were they fake votes? Fake news. Fake news. Conspiracy theories. Um, fake votes. Yeah. I, fake I president. Know. But yeah. the, he's just proven himself to be... I, I, this is the only time where I've been embarrassed to be an American mm-hmm. is under his pres- presidency. If you like Biden, let's go, Brandon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I don't know anybody who actually says that they like 
Biden. I can't imagine voting for him and being proud at like yeah. that's my president. You know, like there's no way you're proud to be like yes, like Stoke I, is high. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. <laughs> like this dude's such an embarrassment, and he's just he's making things worse, and he he can't be honest. He's deranged, and it it, it, it bugs that you know that he gets away with doing stuff. Like why is he so protected? I don't I don't understand. Like Trump. Like, use the wrong toilet paper, and it was all over the fucking news. It was just like, oh, my God, he's using Charmin. Like, fuck, dude. You know? Don't you know? Like, cha-cha-cha. Like, you know, it's just like people just were all about his, like, personal life. And they just would not let up. And then with Biden, it's just like, ah, eh, eh. Let's just not worry about it, you know? And I don't know. I just don't. I believe in just, like, equal equal opportunity you know and it is very very disheartening that like for instance going back on that cocaine thing that you left over there uh, <laughs> <laughs> allegedly. I, I, allegedly um it, you know people say it all the time it's the most protected building in the nation and you can't figure out and then like plastics like one of the easiest things to get fingerprints off of and like a, a local police detective could probably figure out who's that baggie was, but our Department of Justice is just like, ah, we we're just gonna throw it out. What bro. do you think is keeping this guy awake? <laughs> <laughs> the puppet strings, the yeah. puppet strings. But anyways, That's I, I digress. Yeah, yeah, it's slippery for sure. Great question on why he's so protected. Personally, I think he got the uh, uh, the association. He's kind of like riding the coattails of being homies with Obama mm-hmm. for a while. And um, and I wonder if, like, Biden during that, like, Asian era, if, like, he was really competent and then people had that public perception of him and that lasted afterwards. Uh, clearly, that didn't stick. I really feel bad for the people that are, like, post-transcribing or, like, live-captioning his speeches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, that's I see. Or just, like, he'll, he'll say something and it's almost like he just randomly hit keys on a keyboard. I'll describe America in one word. (laughs) Yeah, and I feel a little bad because, like, that's such a public stage. Yeah. And uh, I think Duncan Trussell had, like, a really good take on it, like, as it relates to that. It's like, dude, like, if that was your grandpa, you would would want to protect him in the sense of all, like, dude, don't put a microphone in front of him. Yeah. yeah, he's an old man. He's a really old man, you know. Like uh, having that type of like workload, stress, responsibility, uh, being that in front of the public eye—that's uh, not that's not what you do with grandpa, you know. But you know who could have done it? Bernie. Bernie. The uh, Burns. The Bernie Sandys. Uh, the, that guy. I I was rooting for him, man. That guy. Yeah. And that was one of the arguments I remember people saying it was like they were saying that he's too old, right? That was like uh, something that people argued against. They were like, "Oh, he's he's too old to run." He's I was saying he up. looks too ugly is what they meant. <sighs> yeah, he looks too crazy. Yeah, and like big power wasn't gonna hedge their bets behind that guy. It's so yeah. annoying. It is really annoying. Yeah, okay. it's frankly, as a fella <laughs> who was uh, accused of being a Bernie bro back in the day um that second run felt pretty disheartening because i feel like because he got so close and then lost people just were not going to give him a go 
in that in that second go around. Although, give it a toss up between Bernie or Joe. It's like, what the fuck are you looking at, America? Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Who are you actually looking at? And for you to feel like the votes really don't count, I could, I I, I could see like where you're coming from on that. And that's one of the things I look forward to the most about eventually touring as a comic is getting to know more of America because oh, we're from Southern California and Southern California, very different than a lot of the U S of a Alabama, Alabama, Louisiana. I don't know know if they're voting for Joe Biden, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but like if you're touring as a comic, you might get to know some people who are looking for the sort of sounds like a paradox, but like the conservative liberal choice, Mm. We're like, who's the safe bet that's also a Democrat? And that is a weird box to try to fill. And I'm also blown away that some people already have like a pre-prescribed box. And then they seek to fill it. So like for some people, it's like, I'm voting for a woman. I don't care what woman. Whoever is the woman that is has the most likely chance to win has my vote. And I'm like, and during yeah, the Clinton yeah. campaign, how about new? How about no? And I voted for a woman still. I voted for Dr. Jill. Yeah. Yeah. Great vote. Thanks. She was right. And out of all the people that I could have actually voted for on that ticket, she seemed like, oh, I did my homework. That was the one. Yeah. Obviously didn't end up working out. Right. Although in that election, I was happy to tell people, I didn't vote for Trump in 2016. I also didn't vote for Clittery. Clittery. (laughs) (laughs) That's her new name. Clittery. (laughs) Whoops. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised I haven't heard that before. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't, you know what? I'm going to go with it. I don't vote for Clittery <laughs> in 2016. Uh, I voted for Dr. Jill. And it. The Electoral College, I feel like, as somebody that's actually taken. I've taken AP Gov. So I might know a thing or two and studied public administration a little bit in university and I might have a little bit more, I might be a little bit more well-versed than like a lot of people. And I'm a person that loves civics, not Honda. <laughs> no, but I love like uh, civic duty. And that, that's why I went to Washington, D.C. Because like I geek out about this kind of thing. And the electoral college for those that don't really know much about it. It's a way of doing something that's actually very complicated. And that is representing the voice of at this point, more than 300 million people and doing it in a way that is both for the effort of the majority and also protects the efforts of the minority so that mob mentality doesn't just rule and that people don't just win because the most states want something to happen. And so little states and big states at some point are, they get equal weight with one another. The weird thing about it is that there's like a particular order to which states get to submit their votes. And then I feel like the states that vote later are so heavily influenced by the states who have already voted that that itself can really turn an election. And that's why you hear about key states or swing states. Mm -hmm. And the thing that gets kind of 
fucked up about this is now it becomes sort of like a game show. And there's a track, there's like a script that people who are getting the viewers would like to stick to. And I feel like there's a cooperation there between the media forces at play and the people that they're running the advertisements for. And that then intersects with the political bodies and that has created a FUBAR system. Now, what do we do about that? I don't know. And, you know, you and I, I don't think we're the people (laughs) to (laughs) to be solving this problem or pretend like we solve this problem. But to at least acknowledge that there is that issue there, I think is one thing. And to make the right decisions in terms of who we vote for so that way the people who do have that within their control can make the right decisions is really important. And because of that, I feel like people really underestimate the power that they have when they choose their Congress people and their senators. Because those are the people who are on the legislating floor. And that is how I'm just a bill. Yeah, I'm just a bill. And I was in it on Capitol Hill, which I visited. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty badass, by the way. I, for If you are an adult... <laughs> go to dc check out Capitol. it's a really cool it's a really cool region also allegedly take some mushrooms <laughs> <laughs> and uh go through the <laughs> library of congress yeah that place feels like a palace it's like it felt really similar to like some of the big like national museums that i experienced when i was in eastern europe and that's mm. thing. so that's what we got here in the u.s it's 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 really cool and i feel like that little side notice you know passing that if we choose the right people to represent us then the things that we want to have happen at the biggest scale can possibly happen without that though we're going to lean into a sense of like learned helplessness and that's tragic like that is the situation that i feel like most people have in russia Mm. and that used to be the big difference between what we felt like the west was like and what we feel like quote unquote the east is like China, Russia being the East, and America being the West, or like Europe being the West, uh, democracy being the West. So I feel like there's a lot of people out there that are going to sympathize with you and me. Um, And I wonder, one, do other countries care about what America does? Two, do they feel like now we're very Soviet in terms of like we get fed propaganda, we do what the government wants us to, and we really don't have a voice. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Go get your shot and don't ask questions. Fucking yikes, bro. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like no wonder, uh, like with that kind of pressure and with that type of helplessness and with that type of squeeze too. I mean, you got people that are squeezing through the cracks who are becoming diamonds because of the pressure. You know, like being an entrepreneur in the U.S. is great. At least we have a nation where you can really climb social status which is not available uh everywhere that's for sure very blessed to have that opportunity but it sucks that you feel like you either got to make it that high or your life is dirt yeah it's absolutely dirt and there used to be a dream of a great middle class and for those of us that pulled for bernie that was like that was the guy who wanted to see a middle class happen you know he wanted to see a gap close between the richest and the poorest 
and for the people in the middle to actually have a decent shot at uh, not just making it in life, but having time with their family, mm-hmm. um, being a mother with sick leave, uh, not having your hospital bill uh, absolutely destroy you. Dangling over your head on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Uh, you know, so if Bernie runs again, what are you going to do? She <laughs> Vote for him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping that there's somebody out there who's a little bit younger who kind of becomes the predecessor to bernie robert F. kennedy jr uh dude i hate to say this but his voice i just i can't get past it I'm i sorry. cannot get past it. I, I tried i have tried i will agree though he does have excellent viewpoints yeah but yes write sir, him down. that yeah write him down <laughs> get a fucking talk to a hawking's device <laughs> <laughs> the fact that hawking's voice is better than his voice <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, if you haven't, and people are listening, if you haven't gone and listened to him, just pop up that Joe Rogan, Robert Kennedy Jr. thing. and you Set get, a timer for yeah. 10 minutes, yeah. and if you make it past, I will give you a coupon. Yeah. Free pizza, Domino's. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> My listeners in Jordan, they're like, we, we don't have Domino's, Domino's here. Bro. <laughs> Come on, man, what do you got? Also, I, if... For those of you that are listening in Jordan, I, I love the fact that you do. Mm-hmm. I love that that pops up. Also, if you're like a government agent instead, sorry. <laughs> maybe that's why you're not reaching out to me. But you're more than welcome to reach out to me. Yeah, The listeners in Germany, too. Yeah, Brazil, Argentina. I'm like, fucking dope. Nice. Thanks. If this is helping you learn English, perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. If you're listening to this, too, and you're all like, oh, this sounds so sad. It's like, this is actually like the undertone yeah. of how we feel about big things. And that's why we go to music festivals. hundred <laughs> percent. I don't lose sleep over this kind of stuff. Let me just tell you that there are people that are so dedicated with this and they're just, they, that's just their whole life. Their whole lifestyle is just like politics and like call Shapiro <laughs> and like props to them, man. Cause I, I could not live. Cause I would just be frustrated. I would just, cause there's, I feel like everyone's voice is so little, and if you do have a big voice, you get canceled, and you know, da 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 da. Just, I couldn't make it my whole life. Um, I, I just, I, I feel and empathize for people that, you know, strive to see a better country. Um, you know, and they just feel like they can't. You know, and it's just, it's one of those things. I talked about this before, and I wonder what your take with this, mm. what would be on this. What if? we ran during the next presidential campaign. And I feel like this would be the best thing that would represent America right now. And it hurts me to say this because you know how I feel about reality TV. But what if we made a reality TV show about the campaign? I, oh, go ahead. Is there more? Yeah. I was going to say, it's think of it like an intersection between like hard knocks, like HBO, but also something like big brother where like they all actually have to be in like the same like area. And then, like, they go on the campaign trail together. You catch, like, drama that they have, like, on the tour bus and shit. Ooh. Yeah. See, I dig that. I was thinking more, like, Mass Singer x Big Brother. Oh. Yeah. Because, like, you get them to cover up. You can't you can't recognize their voices until... Kennedy wouldn't have a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. 
you know, and then get you know they have their own, and you don't know which side they're on, right? There's not there's not a left or right. Um, that's very prominent. It's just that they just talk about their own personal viewpoints and what should be done, and their call to action. You know, like what the steps they're going to take to fix it. And then at the very end, when it comes to voting time, they get to take off their fucking mask, and they're just like, "Yeah, this is me." <laughs> and people are like, "Fuck Trump!" This whole time, <laughs> like I thought I hated you. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> but I think it'd be fun because, like, at, at the end of the day, I do believe that America is on this like pedestal in terms of like entertainment. You know, it's, I do feel like other countries do watch us, and I do feel like. Other countries laugh at us. Don't give me a, you know, side note, gender, that's comical. I'm so sorry, bro. <laughs> Why are you sorry? This is, uh, some people get offended. I find it funny. I think this whole gender, he, she, they, them, we, basketball, I'm a shark. I don't fucking, whatever you want to identify <laughs> as, that's all up to you. But at the end of the day, man. If I call you, I'm like, hey, man, hey, bro, what's up? Don't get offended if I call you bro. Like, I, don't be like, I'm a girl. It's like, bro is such a neutral term, you know? And it's like, it doesn't mean one thing or the other. But this whole being offended by, oh, I'm this, that, or the other, or you guys are trying to argue against science. They're like, oh, X, Y, X, 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 and you feel well, one First of, of all, you're addressing everybody as you guys. Oh, my bad. Test, test. You, the, you thems. <laughs> <laughs> However, um, but cancel me. I don't care. <laughs> But, Not famous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that whole thing. I think because uh, other countries aren't doing this. Well, you don't hear about this going on in like Europe. At least I haven't. It's not in my algorithm in terms of like what's going on out there. Also, don't follow European politics or what's going on. Um, but I, you know, when you were out there, was that a prominent situation? Was there gender neutral bathrooms? Was there, or was it still? male versus female bathrooms great question poland does not give a fuck <laughs> good <laughs> they, they do not <laughs> i can tell you that right good. now and i think yeah. we all should not give a fuck like yeah. who fucking cares like it yeah. doesn't matter what you if you feel one way one hour and then another way in another hour that's 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 you but yeah. don't force it upon everyone else and make it so we need to accept that you have some gender dysphoria you know, going on like sorry, then yeah. call it how it is, or but. like make a scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like you don't. It's like the the aggression, the backlash that comes from it. Yeah, feels pretty unwarranted, and that's what I mean by like Poland doesn't give a fuck. It's yeah. like they want it to be accessible to you, so they give a fuck in that way. But like the apology is going to be very like short. Yeah, and be like, so did you want a drink or no? Yeah, <laughs> I think that's how we all should look at it. Let's yeah. be more like Poland. Like a uh, hat. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They have a <laughs> pull in adjacent. <laughs> there you go. We should still use vowels. Yeah. <laughs> I will say that. I will say that for sure. Yeah. yeah. Berlin, on the other hand, though, they were really, um, really like, uh, they had that more in the center stage. I, have, I was told, though, that there's Germany and then there's Berlin. And like these two things are. Not exactly the same thing. Um, and with Berlin, I feel like one of the reasons why they have such a drive to have at the center stage um, fluidity in gender, fluidity in sexuality, um, being more open-minded in terms of the 
perception of the human experience? I think it's because that was the linchpin between the West and the East. Mm. Now we kind of forget this now because it's not, if you're a 90s kid, you don't know much about the Berlin Wall. But back in the day. If you're a geek, <laughs> you want to look into it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's there scary. was this thing called the Soviet Union. And after World War II, um, yeah, we eliminated the Nazis. But what consumed the East was not just uh, communism, which itself is like an ec- economic vehicle, but the authoritarian state that was the Soviet Union. And so for people to uh, own property, for people to do things without the permission of the government, to have free speech, to listen to the music that you wanted to, these were all big no-nos. And so you had to conform, 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 do what the government tells you. You'll get what the government gets you. That was the east side of the Berlin Wall. And then on the west side of the Berlin Wall was essentially a free economy, free democracy. Everything that we experienced here in in the West and the U.S. And because Berlin was the linchpin, the center point to that, it was, I feel like, a huge moment, for one, for that city to be reconnected again. And then for people to be free to express themselves. And that had like a major pendulum swing in the opposite direction. So much to the point that you had something like uh, Club Kit Kat. It's like a sex club. You know, it's like you, when you show up, you got to be very provocatively dressed. I mean, when I allegedly went there on my trip, <laughs> not so allegedly. Actually. Allegedly. Yeah, I'm totally okay with people knowing that I went there. But uh, when I went there, I was with the assistance of what I'll call a local guide. <laughs> Yeah, uh, she was actually really cool. She was really helpful. I uh, I met this woman because uh, I was at a cafe, and while I was in Europe, I picked up this habit of doing what Europeans do and have a cigarette after eating. A cigarette. <laughs> a cigarette. A cigarette. Especially in Poland, dude. <laughs> it was like I literally would see a mom with a stroller in hand and a cigarette on the hand holding the stroller. Gangster. crazy, dude. <laughs> Yeah, Germany a little bit the same way. And um, as I was having the smoke, I saw this woman writing. And I thought she was authoring something. Turns out uh, she was actually um, a clinical psychology candidate. And uh, she was working on basically her thesis in this book that she was doing. Nice. Really fucking cool, right? Um, So she was all like, you are not from here. (laughs) No, 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 I'm not. We'll give it away. (laughs) Right. And... uh, eventually uh we made plans to get drinks at like this open market later when we got drinks at that open market later she found out i wanted to go to clem kit kat and she was like that is my favorite place she would never recommend it to somebody out there because it's pretty far out to go to but she's like do you want to go i'll take you there and i was like yes thank god because i one did not have the clothes that i could have worn to get me into this club and the best thing that we could possibly do was she went into her little theater kit put her hand in black paint and almost like Lord of the Rings style, <laughs> like slapped her hand on my chest wow. and left this big old like black paint handprint on my chest. And I showed up there with a bare chest. And then she had this like when I say small, she had like a small waist, but the belt itself was like pretty tall. Hmm. And used this like studded thing, and I wrapped it around my neck and then sort of zip tied at the end, so it looked like almost like a studded collar. Wow. Yeah. So I had that no shirt black handprint on my chest 
and uh and these jeans but underneath that i had like this like under armor kit mm. on uh, knowing full well it's probably gonna be hot in there i heard there's a pool so i'll probably jump in it and right. i'll probably just do it and what's essentially my skippies and i got to the door and the bouncer said no <laughs> really said, dress like that not kinky enough what <laughs> i know bro that was way more kinky Jeez. than i would have ever have dressed yeah yeah the collar <laughs> like that <laughs> no dude <laughs> Huh. Yeah. Unfortunately, she vouched for me. She spoke German. She'd been there before. And with a little coalescing, he said, fine. Eh. I know. Nice. Nice. Shout out. What was her name? Hmm? Anna. Shout out, Anna. Yeah. If yeah, you're listening, was, shout out. Yeah. She was cool, man. So, uh, you know, when I get in there, it's like I, I learn a few things. And one, uh, this is pretty wild for a Wednesday. <laughs> Two. Uh, there is sex art everywhere. Really provocative. Like, yeah. Naked guys, naked girls, all kinds of people doing stuff. All, like whatever you think would be on like ancient Roman orgy. It's like Peaky Blinders Russian season. When, oh, yeah. Like that kind of shit. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, yeah. 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 Essentially. Wow. Uh, essentially. Yeah. Like I was uh, one. It was kind of like well done in terms of like you have like a coat room. You can put all your personal belongings in there. You can't go in with your phones. They won't allow phones to be in there. Nice. And then after that, there's like a pool room to the left, okay. and like everybody's sort of lounging, like old fucking Caesar style. And then to the right from there, there is uh, a bedroom with a whole bunch of we'll call it tools. <laughs> yeah, just like a red lit room with like multiple beds and like stuff up on the walls and whatnot. Use your imagination, and then uh, and then right behind that, it's like a large techno club. And nice. I went to a music festival. I went to a club in Prague. The best music I heard on this whole trip was in this particular club on a Wednesday. Shout out Club Kit Kat. Yeah, dude, they were fucking gunning, and the people in there were gunning. Everybody was getting it. It was great. So, th- all this was happening, but less than five minutes of being in the dance floor, like, I looked up to my right, there's multiple levels in this room, and pro- and not probably, definitely, porn included, the most enthusiastic blowjob I've ever seen somebody give, woman to a guy. Wow. So, yeah, the first one was hetero, and I was all like, yeah, exactly, that's what I said, I was like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Did it stare. With your collar on? <laughs> 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 yeah, I didn't stare. And uh, she told me that Wednesdays are actually pretty mild in terms of like public sex what? acts and that type of thing. <laughs> yeah. So there was oh. like, I, I could count on one hand like how many like I, I witnessed that night. Wow. Yeah. Um, because for the most part, people are just dancing, having a good time. And what I realized was that when everybody is exposed like that, there is a culture that has to develop in order for a club like that to have its longevity yeah. of people being kind uh, and accepting. Yeah. 100%. Like, you don't look at people like you want to consume them, like you want to eat them, like you want to possess them, like you want to make them yours. It's about, like, adoration, appreciation, consent, and uh, letting your freak flag fly, fly. essentially. Hear that, America? Come on. You want club kick out in the <laughs> States? You got to be more respectful. So get your uh, shit together. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all that to say, even though things are really radical in that aspect out in Berlin, you know, with um, when we you, you brought up gender dysphoria before, uh, one thing that happened to me while I was at that club was I got hit on by a strong black trans woman. 
Does that make sense? Yikes. Uh, no, well, it was a surprise. <laughs> I just pictured a 6'8". <laughs> Probably like 6'6". Six, six. Oh, <laughs> like, <laughs> One of those gulp moments. This <laughs> individual. <laughs> well, she's like, you're so handsome. <laughs> and one, I was kind of surprised that like, the first thing was English, but I guess they had overheard me talking to somebody else in English. Oh. So. Yeah. Um, Smart out yeah. there. And then they asked like where I was from because I seemed like really comfortable, but obviously like wasn't from there. So they were mm. like, have you been to something like this? Like where you're from? And I told people I'm from California. Very smart thing to do, by the way. They bust a nut over Californians. I feel like. <laughs> well, <laughs> Europe has conflicting feelings about the oh. US, but like everybody's like, oh, California. Sick. Yeah. <laughs> like that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like the, I feel like we're like the cool state. I feel yeah. You know, I feel like we're destination number one for people. I, I like sorry Hawaii, um, but I feel like we're, sorry New York. Yeah, sorry honestly. Sorry DC. Yeah. Sorry Florida. Yeah, especially sorry Florida. Texas. What? Sorry Detroit. Anyone that wants to, <laughs> to live go to in Detroit? Florida, oh, Detroit too. <laughs> yeah, Florida though. It's like that's more vacation town, retirement zone. Yeah. Um, never ever have I ever been like, I fucking want to live in Florida. <laughs> like just no, I think California though, I'm very blessed, very fortunate. Shout out mom and dad yeah, for being born out here. <laughs> 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 but the fact that we can stay out here comfortably and, you know, thrive and still do what we can do, you know, it's like, uh, have a chance. Yeah, exactly. Definitely have a chance. And SoCal, especially NorCal. Yeah. <laughs> not, not much to do out there but yeah uh socal specifically i feel like is like, like the cool kids club you know and like when you say california overseas that's what they think is socal oh okay yeah, they don't just they're not really thinking bay area okay they're not thinking the woods good up there they're not thinking san luis obispo good they're thinking it's hollywood frankly yeah not specifically so much yeah <laughs> i was saying like hollywood yeah they, everyone goes yeah they just immediately think hollywood yeah, some people have over there have heard of San Diego though. Yeah, which was a little bit surprising to me. And I'm like, oh, you ever go to Mexico? I'm like, every Wednesday, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, one of my favorite moments though is actually uh, doing stand up at that club in Krakow. How was yeah. that as a English? California, I mean California, and that just that were they very like are they English fluent out there um, in Krakow specifically? Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is in terms of international cities in Poland. That are the, out of all the ones I visited, it was that one. Oh, cool. I think some of that's due to the university, uh, for sure. Um, there's also a lot that was preserved because by the time Nazi Germany had made its way into Poland, Poland had surrendered before it got to Krakow. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then when Russia was coming through, they were coming through pretty much to the north part. So they got to like Warsaw first. And so by the time they got to Krakow, there wasn't they weren't really seeking also to like destroy buildings and shit. So <clears throat> there's a lot of Krakow that got preserved because of that. And like there being a, an educational hub got preserved because of that. And when you have a whole bunch of nations who have a whole bunch of different languages at some point, for people to communicate with each other, we got to come to some sort of agreement of what that language is going to be. And right now, as we are in this society, that language happens to be English. So if you were from Hungary, if you were Czech, if you were Polish, the if you were Lithuanian, everybody was doing their sets in English. Ukrainians too, right? Everybody was doing their sets in English. 
the funny part about it was was that all those nations talk shit on each other in the same way we do with our states. Perfect. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> so I wasn't there very long for one to have like a major appreciation for like how the art form is like transferred over there mm-hmm. and like a lot of the overlap that we have between there and here. You know, it's like the way that Texans talk shit about Californians. <laughs> It's like we're the same way Lithuanians talk about poles. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of crossover, yeah, yeah. And uh, like this dude had a hilarious bit about like a shitty airline that they had out there. And uh, the whole time he was doing this bit, I was just like, dude, this is Spirit Airlines. <laughs> this is fucking Spirit Airlines, dude. Speaking of Spirit Airlines, if you yeah. guys didn't know, they are actually doing a pass, and all all you can do fly pass for like three hundred dollars. I think it is it them or Frontier. Oh, you might be right. I heard that about Frontier. Never mind. Yeah, but same shit, dude. Sorry, fake news, TMZ. Um, <laughs> Frontiers, look into that if you if you do want to travel. I heard it's unlimited, but you still have to pay for all your baggage and shit like that. But yeah, and that's how they make most of their money. Exactly. Right? So uh, for the ones that don't know, now you know. Yeah, there's a great ad read, bro. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Frontiers sponsor me. Yeah, man. Uh, Anything else you've been uh, like really uh, racking your brain lately, other than like what the status of the nation is? Yeah, I mean, besides that, as a recent business owner, you know, as my own, that's definitely been racking my brain on a day to day basis. Soul Cleanse Co. Soul Cleanse Co. Um, Soul Cleanse Co. dot com. Yeah, yeah. S O L S O L Clean S E C O dot com. Nice. I feel like that's the easiest way to, to to kind of spell it out for people. But yeah, soulcleansecode.com. <laughs> yeah, and for all of you that don't know, uh, that's not to clear out your soul and have a new beginning. It's we a, want your soul. Yeah, it's a it's a play on words in terms of getting your solar panels clean. Um, I started that a business venture myself a few months back. I think I'm going on five months now in total since I've gotten my business license. Inland Empire. Inland Empire, Riverside County specifically. Um, I, you know, the end goal would be five, ten years down. My five, ten year plan is to franchise it out um, to get people in San Diego, Vista, you know, Orange County. You can use my name. Uh, you just got to buy it from me. Um, but why would I do that? Why not start my own? I'll tell you why. Um, it's to, I'm building relationships or at least trying to currently uh, amongst homeowners associations and the better partnerships or the more partnerships I get from that, um, the better in terms of why you, you should buy your name from me. So, sorry, excuse me. Um, so yeah. And then that, that'll give you the reason to franchise it out would be like, Oh, he's, sponsored by or partnered with KB Homes or Richmond Homes or this property management group, da 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 and gives me more of that reliability aspect in terms of why you should choose me over a different solar cleaning company. Um and for those that don't know, like why should you clean your solar panels? One, improve your efficiency. That if you didn't know, now you know. Um ask me that weed brother. Yes, sir. It's brought to you by. The, oh, you can actually open that. Yeah, Lowell. Lowell smokes. Lowell man. smokes. Fucking love these guys. The OGs, in my opinion. Straight up. You put me on to them, and I'll never forget that. Thanks, and I bro. will constantly 
every time I look at those packaging, it reminds me of you. So clean, dude. <laughs> it is. Cardboard and magnets, man. Cardboard, magnets, and not to mention, matches. Matches. So it doesn't like, get much cleaner than that. And it's not infused for all you guys. Because I don't like... Fucking A, dude. Why yeah. are they always infusing yeah. these joints? Dude, just leave it as is, man. Like, <laughs> I don't need no 48% THC joint to fucking dome me, bro. Like, just give me the 23% with a great terpene profile. I am solid. Why is this taste <laughs> like? Why are these infused joints tasting like I'm licking an essential oil diffuser? Dude, for real. Yeah. Like, dude, just or it just smells like gasoline, just because of how much like how potent it is. It's just like so fucking nasty. <laughs> if you're into that, that's all, you know, to each their own. But like, I like I'll take a 22, 23 percent flower that has a beautiful terpene percentage. Um, I. You don't even need a high one. You can even have a 3% terpene profile. And that will get you a better, cleaner high than these 49% infused diamond, keef crusted, dipped in your mom's fucking butthole, like joints that you guys have, like that you guys want, bro. I mean, come on now. Take it easy. And then people get up, you know, they're like, oh, I hallucinated off of this kind of stuff. I have never hallucinated off of cannabis. I'm not going to lie, but everyone's got their own brain structure. So, yeah. And when it gets that aggressive, it, it can get pretty sideways. 100%. And so, I don't mean to get you sideways on your soul oh, thing. It's all good. Part of that's like, you saw like a really big uh, opportunity 100%. and to solve a problem for people. It's like, one, a lot of people, especially with, as dry as it's been, as much sunshine as we got, and as energy prices go up, are looking to get solar panels. And some people already have solar panels. And a lot of people aren't realizing how much money they're missing out on by having them dirty. It's yeah. like people are like, it doesn't just the rain clean them? And it's like, does rain just clean your car? A fucking no, no bro. If no, it cleaned your car, then car washes would be out of business. Like, 100%. Come on, rainwater is dirty. Yeah. You don't, if you park your car outside and it rains, what happens when it's not raining? You come out, your car's all spotted, it's all dirty. It, you know, it's like, yeah. But it's like, do your headlights work when they're dirty? Yeah. No, bro. Yeah. It's like, wait, you think the light's going to get in there? You think you're going to be able to get in, you think you're going to get the power that you need yeah. for it? That's the reason why you bought this fucking thing. 100%. Yeah. So, like, you saw that issue. And the reason why it's not getting cleaned is because it's a hassle to get up on the roof. Yeah, and you can't just take your hose and rinse it down because just guess spray what? It up there. Hose wall. Yeah, you can't spray it up there. You ever done that with your dirty car? <laughs> yeah, it's the same thing. <laughs> same fucking yeah, thing. Yeah, same thing. It's the hose yeah. water is dirty. So I use a deionized water filtration system. Um, <laughs> and for those of you who don't know, it means just spotless water that comes out of my bad boy. It filters the water. It doesn't makes it soft. Makes it spotless and shiny. It's cool that you saw that problem. And you're all like, you know, there is a, a little bit of heavy lifting that goes into this and you need some special equipment to get it done. Mm. And I'm going to find the solution to have this because nobody else is doing this. And this is a really helpful problem to solve for people. And so with you being an early entrepreneur and also somebody that has a lot of great ideas, but this is one that you put into action pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. And I was wondering... What sort of obstacles have you like come across pretty early, and how does it feel actually to have an idea come to life? Um, great question. And I would say the obstacles that I've come across is 
not um, getting a, a work van that has my logo all over it. I feel like that's something that's I'm kind of missing out on because right now I'm just doing like your door to door kind of advertising, just kind of guerrilla marketing in a sense, yeah. like trying to put it all over socials and stuff like that. Um, so I do feel like I'm missing out there. Um, one second. <laughs> yes, joint. Um, I feel like I forgot this van with this logo. Yeah. <laughs> I just think that, you know, those like extra steps of being like that professional instead of showing up in a 1996 Hyundai um, <coughs> that's all beat up, you know. I just feel like it just gives that extra like level. <laughs> bro, are you taking the Tucson? I'm taking the Tucson. Oh bro. my God. I had to, <laughs> with man. The missing. Yeah, I had to, bro. It's a uh, times. Times aren't, you know, yeah, I have my own business, but I ain't fucking Bill Gates. <laughs> that's for no, sure. you're just starting, man. Yeah, I just started. Yeah. And it, it is one of those hiccups, you know, as you said, it's a, it's one of those things that is. Grit. Yeah, it's just, yeah, and it, it'll definitely make me appreciate it once I do get that vehicle, that van, and like all of that stuff. 100%. But I, it, mm-hmm. I'm very fortunate and blessed that I have this opportunity to even try this and do this. Yeah. And, um, and the support system that I do have, um, I'm also very blessed and fortunate with. So. Um, but you know, you gotta do what you gotta do. And, um, so that's, that's definitely one of my obstacles I've come across. Other than that, it would be the, the feedback or lack of feedback would be the better, um, answer, uh, not feedback. I guess I thought it would hit harder. Yeah. Than it has. Gotcha. And I thought people would look at this and be like, oh, done deal. You know, like I've mm-hmm. never even thought about cleaning them. I just thought the rain would do it and whatever. Um, I also understand we're not in the greatest of times in terms of people spending extra money places and stuff like that. Yeah. I do get it. Um, I'm very reasonable, though, in terms of my pricing. I did call around my competition. They charge about $10 a panel, $15 a panel, sometimes up to $25 a per panel and i thought that was outrageous i'm like as a homeowner and if i just got 20 panels which isn't a whole lot 10 to 15 dollars a panel it's like what bro i'm not i don't want to pay damn near almost 250 300 you know um to have some guy come out and clean them that's it, you know it takes about an hour and a half maybe two hours to do i just don't see that being reasonable so i did a flat rate tr- like route where two stories 150 single stories 120 like i think that's very reasonable i don't I will admit I've had that kind of bite me in the butt because this guy called me and was like, I have 28 panels. And I was like, all right, cool. Um, sounds good, man. Yeah, it's going to be uh, 120. He's like, all right, sounds good. Perfect. Show up to this fool's house. He's got 56 panels. Damn. How do you fucking miscalculate? That's double what you told me. And, you know, being a new business owner i did it you know i wasn't like oh, i'm gonna charge you double since you told me it was less than it was like no he just made an honest mistake or whatever he had a single story house with 56 panels on it yeah that was a catch he had a single story house on a like three acre property with 56 panels on it so the panels weren't on the roof it was on uh, the land so it was like propped up you know it was like gosh, in ground in ground yeah. panels and so i see yeah, yeah. and i was like and 
being like I said, being the new business, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm gonna say eat yes, it. yeah, just yeah. eat it up, bro, because yeah. these before and after pictures are gonna be perfect, and that's all I really cared about. Mm-hmm. Um, is honestly gathering yeah. the data and uh, generating like a future client, because like, yes, I mean the prices they have right now aren't the prices that you're always gonna keep. No, no, definitely not. Especially when you got to pay for a team, and as like the whole thing levels up. Yeah, but the the return on it though, will will be great. You know, you have like a client like that who's like, no man, this is like this like I got a guy, and like winning that guy's business is that that's the kind of attitude that you got to have, like when you're venturing out on something like this. Hundred percent, and not just any guy, a guy up in La Cresta. Who? Yeah. So, for those of you not in the know, (laughs) yeah. In the hills, in the hills, the con- not consider the hills with highs either. We're talking like, Malibu, bro. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. they're not like the Calabasas of you know, Marietta. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good metaphor, bro. The Calabasas of the Inland Empire, yeah, 100%. Those, those are there's celebrities that live up there, you know, that's a hidden gem, if you will. Great Uncle Larry, yes, yeah. <laughs> a lot of vineyards up there, a lot of uh, space, a lot of horse properties as well. Uh, just to give you guys a kind of visualization of what it'd be like out there um and so yeah obviously i would like a returning customer that's on the wealthier side that would potentially tell his neighbors and stuff like that and be like hey have you ever gotten your panels done i've seen an x increase in my efficiency speaking of that if you are a person who really enjoys somebody's business it does really help if you positively review them yes. not just in words of mouth but like on the internet 100 also uh fuck what's this guy now you've probably seen this guy before He's like kind of like a newer young guy. He's got like a really big beard, kind of thick nose. I think his name's like Alex Horsoff or something like that. The guy that's like absolutely ripped. Ripped. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's pretty jacked. Yeah. Yeah. yeah um, I don't know what you're talking about. But he was talking about running a, a special where he was like, if you leave me a Google review, then um, then there's this particular like little thing that you're going to get. And what that ends up coming out as is like, yeah, you might do like discounted work. Give like a free T-shirt, a commemorative, like whatever the fuck it is. But if you're a new company and you're looking to get, you know, more than a hundred views, more than a thousand reviews, you blitz that. And now when people search for what you're doing, you populate, and uh, and then people at least will track traffic to your website. Hundred percent. And so if you're a person who gets that invitation, and you're like, hey, Devin, I like what you're doing. You seem like a pretty cool guy. Help the dude out. <laughs> please. Please. <laughs> 100%. And I didn't even know about that. And the funny thing is, is I do offer that. I, oh, I, really? Yeah. Cool. So I I go at 150 for that two story, right? Then I go, if you follow me on Instagram, I'll take $5 off. If you follow me on Facebook, it's another $5. You leave me a reviews on Google and Yelp, it's another ten dollars so save you 20 bucks right before they pay you 100 you before the business starts it takes like, two minutes right before i take your credit card you could, i'll just i'll wait <laughs> i've been here two hours what's another five minutes you know and i do offer that and there are people that are like oh no i, I don't mind paying the full thing and um you know I, i'll write it i got you um yada 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 and i'm like okay cool you know at the end of the day it's like he wants to pay full price that's fine i'm just kind of banking on the fact that because i do tell him i'm like i'll send you my link tree i'll have all my links to everything so you can write a review on yelp google has my facebook's got all that instagram 
I make it super, super easy. It's even on my business card. I have a QR code, scan that, it goes right to my link tree. I make it very easy for people, but people suck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) People don't suck. They're just like, there's a big thing about, I want to say like minimum effort. And there's like a lot of resistance to putting in any sort of extra effort. 100%. Which, to be fair, a lot of people are given the most. They're given the most and they're given more than what they should at some of the jobs that they do, maybe some of the relationships that they're in. And so we can be sympathetic to that. Yeah. That aside, <laughs> uh, and, uh, suck a little less. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please. <laughs> yeah. And let's, let's aim to be better than the minimum, you know, to be better than mediocre. Yeah. Yeah, that that would be really cool to do, just as a culture, like yeah. as a as a movement of folks. Um, is there a way? And you're a big AI guy. I'm actually really excited <laughs> to ask you about a few AI things that you see. Uh, is there a way to send like in a single email so they don't have to go to a bunch of places to just respond to that email if they type in a response that they consent to leave as a review that will then auto populate to those places? That is an excellent question and i have not seen anything like that probably because they have to sign in when they do the review right because with google it is linked to your gmail and oh well that's true maybe it could like pre-authenticate by if there was like a consent from this particular email then it would somehow know that oh yeah okay this is from this email this they have an account with us already google yelp whatever right we'll post on their behalf 100 percent. that'd be cool that would be super sick. I, I do think it would have to be one of those like third party kind of companies where you agree to Absolutely. Yeah, where you agree to that. Um there is I do have a part of for my for my business, I do use a thing called Payments Hub. And it has a reputation management feed or a tablet on it, which is really cool. Um and what that does is that you can link your own personal accounts so you can link your yelp google facebook all that stuff um to that hub and you can just respond to people that leave reviews they'll tell you like this one's from yelp google whatever you don't have to go to each separate one because as a new business owner um (laughs) i do find those like fancy living here we come spongebob person with the white sedan <laughs> left your lights on <laughs> all right <coughs> anyways uh that will not be the only one <laughs> yeah <laughs> hold on folks um 25 <laughs> <laughs> this town ain't big enough for the two of us <laughs> all right now hey, hey, punk <laughs> 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 This is what it's like <laughs> when you and just a couple dudes. 100%. Yeah. Especially when they're brothers. And they grew up watching that it was <laughs> their whole life. At least it was mine at one point. Um, but yeah, anyways, I digress. <laughs> at the, as a business owner, um, <laughs> um, it, it is very tedious to like go to each one of these things where I have to go and log into Facebook. I do have to log into Google. I do have to log into Yelp. And obviously you get notified. And I'm not saying I'm that popular where I can't just go and do it by any means i'm not saying i'm that busy where i can't it's just one of those things where you're like ugh, 
you know, and we all have those in life where you just like, ugh. like me, another ugh is like fucking folding clothes. I don't mind doing laundry because I love wearing clean clothes. But when it comes down to like putting that, that whole, just even my socks, bro. And like matching, it's just such like a, it is very mindless. And it's just, I don't know. I'm just a different, some people love it. Some people love laundry and love putting it away and everything. It's so a wife. <laughs> <laughs> red flag <laughs> red flag comedy bro i don't know why my mind populates with that sometimes i just filter it and it doesn't get said but y'all gotta know it gets filtered yeah to an extent <laughs> any case more than just wife i'm actually one of those people i like as you know like my yeah. clothes are put away 100 percent. i don't wait very long somebody asked me this when i got back from the trip did I unpack my bags the same day? And the answer was yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah, bro. It's I know like, you. <laughs> got geeked out about it. Uh-huh. Yeah. So for those of you thinking, oh, this guy's a massagist. No. No. Yeah. Yeah. I'm saying that I'm like He also cooks. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. By the way. It cooks damn good as well. You make some delicious food. Thanks, bro. I can't lie. Yeah. Not as good as cost cooks. Not, I can't, you know, you're a lucky, lucky little ducky that oh you got to ta- taste some like cost cooking. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like his, his, his recipe book should just be called cost cooks. Yep. And <laughs> that's it. That's it. Cause it's, it, it is, yes, it is a play on ratatouille. Anyone can cook. But, you know, it's just if you want to cook like cause, this is how you cook like cause. And, like, that's his fucking book. So, cause, if you listen to this, just make it cause cooks, man. <laughs> I promise you it will fucking New York Times bestseller. Ding, 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 ding. Ding, ding, yeah. ding, ding. He's uh, absolutely worth it, too. You saw the videos that I posted. Yes. Yeah, bro. Exquisite. Exquisite. And the wild part is that he makes it so quick. Even better. Right. That's the thing. It's like so, the, even better. It can be made quickly. It's that's the wild. So you got no excuses. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, so you have like this uh, people with uh, different interests, right? Because when I go to like a meat market, I'm not looking at cuts of steak like, oh, look how beautiful that one is. You know, it's like, oh my God, dude, look at the prices on these scallops, man. This is tremendous. I want to say that. Certain type of like spice, like categories is like, oh, dude, this is like a really good blend. I've been reading up on how the acidity from the citrus plays with this particular herb. And I feel like if I do it like this, dude, he got a fucking, well, a book on fermentation. Gifted by. This dude's making his own dressings. And he does it so quick and so easy. You just got to get the right shit and know which, and like know what to do. Wow. That's impressive. Super impressive. So you got that. Costco's. (laughs) Instagram, check it out. Uh, Yeah. Costco's. New York Times bestseller. (laughs) Costco's. <laughs> this is how manifestation works, right? Yeah, people who cook like that. And then there's people who look at cooking and they're just like, look. True. Right? So, you know, it's... What? Everything okay over there? Oh, you're trying to set that down really quietly. Gently soak the... <laughs> Yes, I thought you saw like a mosquito or something, dude. I was like, what is it? Why are you moving slowly? Is there a spider coming down on my head? I was trying to be mindful of the mic. That's so funny. Uh, gotcha. That's yeah. funny. Episode brought to you by Lowell's Smokes. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, because for some reason my mind wanted to be mindful about the keys, but did not care about me smoking in front of this mic or <laughs> drinking my drink or <laughs> breathing somewhat heavily. <laughs> but my brain was like, keys, be quiet. <laughs> yeah, no, you just don't want to smack them. Yeah, that's actually why I got these little uh, side tables out right now. Um, and for people that have been following along with this podcast for a long time, you have heard about how the studio has evolved. And uh, coming up next, I'm going to get some snazzy side tables. These ones are like basic Italian grandma TV trays. Yeah, but they, I mean, yeah, but they work. Oh, yeah. I just work. feel like the, I mean, unless you're getting side tables that are they going to get put away or are they just permanent side tables? I mean, we could talk about set design, but. I don't know. We'll do I, don't the people, I was going to say, we'll do that at the beach for yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do it at the beach. <laughs> definitely, yeah. definitely do it at the beach. <laughs> but I, I will admit, yeah. this is nice. It's better than reaching over here. And you hear that thump like it's made over there? Yeah. For those of you looking to start a podcast of your own, one thing that is incredible is like the thing that you don't know <laughs> you need to account for when you're building anything. 100%. Whether it's a business or whether it's an art form. And to take one more note on that it's like having a different service surface for you to put your drinks on than what your mics are attached to um makes a big difference in the experience and like another thing to be mindful of as an aspiring business owner and i guess in the context of being a young man and i don't know about you but when when i was a young man i can <laughs> say that now because i'm 30 <laughs> there wasn't much by way of uh, manual direction and as somebody that takes notes you, know, you learn uh, there's some things that you can uh, mistakes you can avoid uh, shorter paths to take yada 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 and without having that kind of direction uh, we feel like or I feel like for sure a lot of energy gets sort of like wasted or leaked or like good ideas like never come to be and for some people that corner is never turned for you was there something in particular that helped you turn a corner it it would be me really just sitting there it was me sitting there thinking about money 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent and just being financially free, oh, and okay. that was really what I was focused on, and I'm focused on currently, is how can I be get financially free? There's a lot of things I want to do, just like you, just like I hope most people out there in the world, I hope you inspire to do a lot of things with your life. And I, to be frank, I was never much of a partier, like I never did it growing up. Um, even going to clubs, I only went. Shout out Foster. I was going to say Nick Foster. Yeah, shout out Foster. He was the only person to get me out to a club just because like, I just don't care for that experience. Festivals are a different story. As I'm festival goer, avid festival goer. I love them. We'll uh, keep Different lanes too. Yeah, yeah, 100%. There's so many different avenues. You, can you done EDC? Not EDC. Okay, so that I would say definitely cue that one. Yeah. But like you've been to Coachella? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And you've been to Astroworld? I wish. It's in you Houston. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, I've been on the good, good side. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Too soon? Maybe not. I don't know. No, Who knows? Not, yeah, whatever. Say. It's been you're so long. Fine. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, I'm fine. Cancel me. I'm just kidding. 
Um, soul cleanse go. Soul cleanse go. <laughs> Hashtag brand rip. Um, yes, festivals. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Anyway, sorry. I just, this Lowell really threw me for a loop for a second. <laughs> it's okay. I usually don't see that happen. Yeah, which is kind of funny. Um, yeah. But that <laughs> you're like turning a corner, and you know, it's like money's on your mind. Yes. Yeah. Money's on your mind, and it's not like as though you go out to clubs, and it's not like you want to spend money extravagantly in that sense. It's not necessarily that you have money on your mind because you want to ball. In my own way. That's what it sounds like, yeah. I want to ball in my own way, but in Uh a sense where I just want to be comfortable. I don't want to be stressing about it because, I mean... Freedom! Freedom! And as much as we bashed on the US of A earlier, I do... Also, I, yes, I'm embarrassed, but I do love the fact that I have this opportunity to do this, and I'm very fortunate and blessed, and I want to capitalize on that. I don't want to conti- uh, continue working for the man, you know, because I've just been in situations where I've <coughs> worked so hard, but I don't get recognized. Undervalued and underappreciated is I what I was going to be like. That's that was my mindset in terms of companies I worked for, and I've worked for quote unquote great companies, right? I've worked for Starbucks, um, quote unquote a great company. It is for to an extent. I feel like I wouldn't make it my living per se, but in terms of networking and you know that aspect and what it did for me as a person, because I was naturally introverted, and Starbucks made me help me become a little bit more extroverted, so I can play both sides. I had a very hard time, as you probably know, in my life was creating friendships and having, like, a group of people that was, like, solid to hang out with, you know? Oh, yeah. It was very, like, I only hung out with, like, one or two people, you know? Shout out Orwig for, like, the longest time. and Shout out Zaldivar. Um, Those were the people, you know, and I wasn't in a big friend group. So like, cause I was introverted. I was just who I was, you know, I, I'm okay with it. I love that. I'm a little bit of both in my own way, but Starbucks was the thing that helped me become a little bit of this. So I was able to create relationships, create friendships with more people, um, be able to continue on conversations. Um, which helped me win an award. I got recognized by California, you know, state of California and County of Riverside, my spotlight on service award. Um, you oh, know, yeah, shit, that was cool. Yeah, it's super yeah. cool. It's fun to put on a resume. It kind of guarantees you a job, which is super nice. Um, <laughs> like I was all state. Yeah, basically <laughs> for, for all what? state service, service, <laughs> service, baby. Um, service industry. Yeah, service industry. <laughs> all thing. state. Yeah, let's go back in the day. Yeah. <laughs> I remember when. <laughs> that actually is pretty balling, bro. Yeah, that's. that's it's nice, yeah. and I just have to sell myself on my current personality, you know, because it's a previous award. But and that's a great thing to bring up. That's like just because you're introverted doesn't mean you don't have personality. Yeah, like you can connect with people, and it's not that you're shy about the human experience. It's just that when you're introverted, the amount of things you plug into, yeah, fewer. Hundred percent, and. I think there there's nothing wrong with it. I, I and I'm sure there's people that feel the same way. I'm sure there's no one out there that's like, oh, there's something wrong with the introverted. Like, there's nothing wrong with it. It does it hinder you from certain experiences, probably. You know, um, but 
but yeah, I just, I wanted to be financially free. I want to travel, you know, I want to experience cultures, big culture guy. Like, I, that's why I love anime. Fun factoid, I love anime. It's great. Um, why? Because they're very emotional um, and relatable, and you can invest yourself into certain characters. So, that's what I love about anime. Um I find it more investable than like reality TV personally. There's, I know it sounds weird, but there's realer things in that you could feel in anime than you can feel in reality TV. And if you haven't experienced it, 10 out of 10 would recommend going and experiencing it. Um, which anime perhaps just watch fire force. Fire force is great. Seven deadly sins is also a good one. As you would know. Um, those are great, 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 great. Oh, Seven deadly sins fucking cracks. Yeah. And you can watch it in English. <laughs> you don't have to watch everything in Japanese. Um, there are dubbed, which is English, and yeah. sub means subtitles, which means mm. you're going to watch it in Japanese. I watch subtitles. I thought it meant top and bottom. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> You've been in Europe too long. <laughs> Good one. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you have options. I watch subtitles regardless in terms of if, even if it's in English or in Japanese. Speaking of side note, I do think a great business venture, as you told everyone, I'm a man of ideas. I have a lot of them. What is the reason for not having movie theaters that don't have subtitles as an option to go and watch the movies? Because I know for a fact there's a lot of movies out there that you don't know what the fuck they're saying even though you have surround sound and also for the experience of the death i feel like there's something to give them in that aspect of because their senses are so heightened when it comes to feel i see and that if they're in surround sound they can still feel what's going on yeah Yeah, versus at home not a lot of deaf people would have some crazy surround sound system you know so How many deaf people? True. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. How dare I? Cancel me. (laughs) But yeah, like, I I think that's an experience that they're missing out on. Because maybe they do go, but they're just trying to read their lips. And, like, that's not always the case where you can do that. Yeah. Um, Well, you're making a good point. Who knows? And there's also people that just love subtitles in general. I I feel like I'm not the only one out there that loves like that will have subtitles on regardless of what is on the TV. It's just like you're saying it's not even one for just like foreign films. Just to have a theater that has that as an application and concept. Hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, like I I I think you don't even need to make your whole theater that. It's just that there are multiple theaters that you show multiple movies at different theaters, right? Like the same movie in multiple theaters where it's like, oh, you're theater six, but in theater 12, there's also the same movie playing at a different time. Different theaters with different features too. 100%. Yeah. Like big question. Where are you seeing Oppenheimer? Ooh. Ooh. I really want to go to like those special theaters that offer his full IMAX like 70 millimeter 70 millimeter film experience. There's only three bias. Where? So... The closest one is Irvine. Okay. Yeah, which I couldn't believe we didn't have one in San Diego. I'm such I'm shocked myself. Exactly. I was hoping you were gonna be like, I live two miles away from it. No, and this I is can... the kind of disrespect San Diego always fucking gets, bro. It's like people go on tour. They're like, LA, Phoenix. I'm like, 
fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> LA, you yeah just... Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on, man. Well, we're not... <laughs> I paid so much money to be here. I feel like now, though, I feel like now, especially... Morgan Wallen sold yeah, out. Yeah, I was going to say two nights two in a row. Two stadiums after were. After getting canceled. At America's best ballpark. 41,000 plus seats. Twice. Twice. Yeah. And yeah. I will admit, Ed, shout out Edwin, Ed did also um, mention there was, I guess, that lineup in general was just a pretty stacked one. But still, someone that got canceled and everyone was talking about, what's his face, Morgan, um, even a radio station named their radio station after him. After just for his time here, here in San Diego, I forget, I think it was 103 something, but it was like 103 Morgan or something like that, you know, 103.5 Morgan. Uh, and, I was reported by Mortgage Ed. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Mortgage gotcha. Ed himself. Um, <laughs> but which is impressive because, uh, anyways, I, I, so I do think maybe one day we'll, you guys won't be lucky San enough. San Diego, get some respect you, on our name. Yeah. <laughs> I think Petco Park has really like put them on though. Thankfully. Yeah. Yeah, thankfully. Luckily, they're a cool venue, and they're open to, like, having concerts. And not just, like, country concerts. They have they have so many DJs play at Gallagher Square. Yeah, because they can scale it. Yeah. You know, like, you don't have to sell 41,000 if you're, like, a 10,000 draw. Yeah. Then you got Gallagher Park, and that's... Chris Lake does it around the 4th of July. Crazy. <clears throat> and it cracks. And it pops. You had Mala here recently. Yep. That was crazy. Yeah. And so, there are bigger names, I feel like, that come out here and they, they do Because those type of people also like being here. They're like, shit, you're going to pay me to come to San Diego? Like a couple racks there <laughs> yeah. in San Diego? Fucking hey, let's do it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's so nice there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I know it's a little out of the way. It's like you can just say LA, Las Vegas, Phoenix. And then I understand because, like, you get down here and that's just fucking desert. Yeah. Because if you're traveling from, like, East Coast, you would travel north across. Mm-hmm. essentially right mm-hmm. and then you get to the southwest and you're just like mm, not a lot going on in arizona <laughs> yeah. especially not east of phoenix i'm not gonna go through new mexico how about west texas west texas is Ooh. like a state of its own dude it's just boonies next yeah. time you go on a flight across the country you don't have to look out the window the whole time but like just take certain moments open up that window see what's down below check it out for a little bit close it and you will not believe how much of it is just desert and nothing oh i've i did that i haven't done it recently but i've done it and well, eat an edible and do it yeah <laughs> allegedly <laughs> um no, it's legal in both spades. states states <laughs> yeah spaces states but i also uh, um, clittery <laughs> uh how like cookie cutter the nation is there's a lot of just like land that's like like they it's like gridded gridded very uh nicely and uh, aesthetically pleasing to the eye uh from somewhat thousand feet up in the air nice that's actually cool to know yeah it's like there's it, it is cool to see uh, i feel like especially going north though that's more of the going to washington type i'm sure going east from here it's just like nothing yeah yeah people Boring. girls are a lot of like yeah, let's, let's go to sedona check out the rocks crystals mm. and like really good as zion you go a long way through nothing just a long way through nothing just get out there and getting out there is one thing getting back is another because like you get out there and when you're out there you know what you see rocks mostly nothing <laughs> rocks yeah there's some like pretty colors out there and you can get a nice sunset 
Yeah, but is it worth? I don't know. How so, many days? <laughs> How many days? I feel that yeah. unpopular opinion. I feel that way about Joshua Tree too. It is cool. Don't get me wrong. I've been there. Yes, I've been there a few times. So I, I you will have to tell me that it, I will say it's cool. But at the same time, it is nothing. Like, <laughs> like you can see the Joshua Trees before you pay to get into Joshua Tree. And it's the same shit. It's just Joshua trees and rocks. <laughs> and that's it. You, and got, that's you got it. the heat. You got nothing else around. Yeah, 100, depending on what time you go. But average, it's in around the $100, 100 degree mark. I know uh, somebody who not only has blown a tire every time they've gone there, but has also on one occasion blown two tires. I, that's your sign to just never go back. No kidding. I was like, dude. What makes you? I would after the first tire, I'd be like, I've never gone to Joshua Tree like, again. I knew them where they it was like there was three times that they went, and then total they lost four what? tires. Yeah. See, so if you haven't gone to Joshua Tree, reconsider. Yeah, <laughs> you don't have to go. Google it. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah, <laughs> you'll have a better time just watching a YouTube video. Yeah, or if you feel like you're driving by, pass through, go see the tree. You exactly. Yeah. If yeah, exactly. Like. There you go. But I wouldn't make it a destination of choice. It's like the people that go to Palm Springs over the summer. Odd question. You know how, like, when you're in the desert, you usually, like, pee on shrubbery? Yes. Yeah. Did you pee on a Joshua tree? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> like, is this the right thing or the wrong thing to do? <laughs> Did you? Uh, no, I've never been, actually. What? For the reason you just said, every time I heard about it, I was all like, "It sounds miserable." Uh, I mean, and the tree looks kind of cool, but yeah, uh, but it, yeah, it's a I long got, way to get there, and it's <laughs> totally miserable to be there. I even got a map. I'm the map. I even got a map, and it's still miserable with a map. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's just so. I'm just surprised because you've gone out towards that way i think you've gone to splash house and stuff like that i actually haven't been to what? splash house. oh okay yeah yeah <laughs> i know that one's it's yeah the great question i don't know why i haven't been to that one interesting yeah. okay well i maybe just i feel like as myself as well palm springs area does not intrigue me one bit yeah it's not huge it's like, uh-huh. you're out there for an occasion you're never out there to be there yeah exactly yeah but i feel like there's a better spots you can have an occasion at yeah san diego <laughs> for example <laughs> yeah i guess like doing huge huge massive things here uh is hard which a lot of innuendos in one sentence <laughs> but, but uh, uh and, and part of that is like when i was in dc you could walk and or tram anywhere that you needed to and when I hopped on a bike, I could bike 20 minutes and be in another wholly put together and wholly different place. So like the difference between Capitol Hill and Georgetown, for example. Small bike right away. Really easy to get there. Maybe two miles, two and a half, three miles. Uh, you go two and a half, three miles in San Diego and you're still in North Park. You know, And then you got to go seven or eight miles to get the, to the next different thing, which... Mm-hmm. I guess would be, I'm talking about like Pacific Beach overall, but even in between like Hillcrest. Right. You know, it's like, dude, that's. It's a jaunt. A jaunt, dude. 45 minutes, likely. Some pretty gnarly hills and things, too. I was going to say the hills, too. It's easy peasy. Yeah. And so the best idea that San Diego's try to come up with is Mission Valley, 
for some reason. <laughs> and when they had a chance to build a stadium, not to actually, yeah, I'm going to take a minute here on my podcast to say how disappointed I am. <laughs> they took down Qualcomm and then did that. It's so mid. It is very mid at so best. So mid at, at best, bro. Best. Best. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, fuck, man. And it's going to be such a project to think that you got to take that down. Oh, 100%. But you either some miraculous thing is going to have to happen for it to be built up. Otherwise, you're going to have to take that bitch down and start from scratch again. Because that ain't doing it. Chief. Yeah. So, you know, why is San Diego like this? I mean, let's ask the Padres. <laughs> to take a second minute here to talk about the most underachieving team in Major League Baseball right now, the San Diego Padres. <laughs> By all things on paper, their record should be way different. <laughs> but for some reason, when you watch them, you're like, they're going to lose. They're going to lose. And it's almost as though you can feel it. You can feel them feeling it. That we're going to blow Maybe this. they're just too lax here. Maybe they just, live, they just love their life here in San Diego, and they're just like, you know what? Like, they can't get rid of us, so let's just... I don't know. I can't. I think you're right about that. Gary Vee actually said something about that when he was, I swear to God, if it wasn't San Diego, my mind just like transposed that on him. Gary Vee, my bad. You're the homie, by the way. Mm-hmm. Love what you do. When he was in a comfortable place, let's call it San Diego, he was all, even a person with as much drive as Gary Vee thinks to himself, I should enjoy the day. That should be, that says something. That says something. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. So if you don't have like nice days where you live, you're going to preoccupy yourself. A hundred percent. Imagine getting <laughs> fucking recruited to like Minnesota and you're just like, <laughs> <laughs> kind of, I mean, there's that, there's, but you could also go to, I think Minnesota is kind of a sleepy place for a different way. Cause like in the woods. Right. Yeah. But it's, it's like, cold. like New Hampshire, you know, it's like, there might be like a local, you would become friends with like the guys who live in the hockey house together, you know, drink brews with them. Yeah. Hear me use weird sayings that you never heard before. So yeah, that's why they, they don't really try as hard because they're like, yeah, dude, this is so Stick nice. a cracker now. in the mother pot. <laughs> would you, would they've you? never, they've never said that. <laughs> or have they? <laughs> Maybe. Like, How's this guy know some hockey, hockey slang, bro? <laughs> no chance I'm from San Diego. <laughs> We got hockey here, bro. You got the goals. No, yeah, the goals. Talk about mid. <laughs> bro, not <laughs> even the fucking NHL. I the mean, A-H-L. hey, speaking. San Diego's so mid that there, LA said we'll take them. Is there any Clippers minor league team that's not Chargers. mid? Minor league team that's not mid. Yeah, I feel like all all minors are mid. There's no. You can't tell me that there's a minor league. Maybe in like the industry, there's like certain minor league teams which are like you're on your way. I, I imagine, guess. yeah, probably like in a way that there's like college football. There's like premier places where like talent's gonna be. Okay, yeah, uh, certain like GM offices which are gonna do better than others for a little while. That was like the Red Sox. Mm. You could talk to Mortgage Ed. You'd talk about the back office for the Padres and like how they just squandered everything. Mortgage Ed wants to come. Come sit down in this chair. Hell yeah, dude. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that for sure. Until I beat him. So that's <laughs> my Ed, Ed, if you're listening to this. Neener, neener. Yeah. You're a freaking wiener. 
No, he's dude. hustling right now. He's been hustling. I'll ask him about it when he comes through. Yeah, he's been hustling. He's he's uh killing it, to say the least, and I'm very, 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 very proud of him. What's it like being so you're you're turning twenty nine, right? <laughs> and amongst us, mom had five boys. Uh you're literally the middle. Smack dab. Yeah. Too old or too younger. Some people in here. When I say in here, as a part of this you know, podcast fam, uh, uh, being a middle child themselves, they have a unique experience. I have no idea what that's like, but I hear that it's something that is unmatched. <laughs> something totally unique. That's just, it's like being left-handed. <laughs> and which I am. <laughs> right, so, so what's the so, double what, whammy? What's, what's so uh, like different or inconvenient? Or uh, just unique challenges that a person like that has to overcome. Because you know me, big human experience guy. What's this lane like? I feel like it's, there is a weird stigma that is attached to the middle child name, which is crazy. Because uh, even when I tell people in public, they're like, oh. like It's either one or the other, right? Either you got you got slept on, no one really cared about you, or you were spoiled marginalized group yeah <laughs> like <laughs> it was like one of the one or the other whoops yeah <laughs> yeah one or the other um and i for me i had i mean but it's like we have our mom you know who loves us all equally and abundantly and like does a really good job of that by the way yeah she's yeah. my honestly my hero and like she, with how she lives her life and so I think I just had a different experience overall, maybe, than most. Um, so as someone that had more of a loving, caring, nurturing side of the middle child syndrome, I felt like it wasn't that bad. Um, I will say there were aspects growing up at the time that I took more personally than I do now, which was, oh, they don't care about me as much, or, oh, they're not paying as much attention to me, like, da-da-da-da. Um, I took that personally, but talking Michael, Michael Jordan, and I took that person, <laughs> and I took it very personally. <laughs> um, but you know, growing up and talking to parent my parents after and just asking them, they was like, no, you're just you're you were I was what like I talked about earlier, just very introverted, and as it's a very creative individual, and so I just got treated as the creative type, which was just let him do his thing. Mm not oh, impose not neglect yeah yeah and don't try and overstep or try and influence this way just let him kind of think it out himself because that's just how his brain works hmm. um so we don't get manuals um 100 um so yeah i mean i feel like it wasn't bad i feel like I, you know, it's just, I'm very loved and I have a great support system. I'm, I'm very glad I have four brothers to fall back on, you know, um, all of us doing our own thing and growing our own ways and being excellent at that in our own ways. Hence these butterfly tattoos, <laughs> um, which symbolizes each one of you guys. Yeah, man. How many yachts you got? Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah. Um, how many in total? I don't know. One, two, three, four. 
Do we count the butterflies as one each? Or oh, I was talking about on your body, bro. But if you don't have that count, then oh, don't I don't. Know. I think it's in the it's double digits, but north of twenty. No, so a little bit south. Maybe close. Gotcha. Yeah, a little bit south of twenty. Um, itching for more. I can't wait, but in due time. In due time. I asked that question and draw that illustration because your boy here's got zero. Like yeah. that's how. Uh, that's how different and how are and how distinct each one of our individual paths are as brothers. One hundred percent. Yeah. Hundred percent. So. What a tough task for a mom, by the way. Five boys. I mean, five boys. I was just talking about one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Multiply that by five, dude. Five. It's like, what is the thing that's going to help this little human the most? He can't tell me what it is because he's growing up, doesn't have the language for it. Mm. Also, the ability to plan frontal cortex, not yet developed. So going from developing a linguistic system to the ability to have an idea of a concept of self and then to then have an idea of how to strategize for that self. What is it that a parent can do in the meantime? Mm-hmm. Read. I mean, I don't know, observe, encourage, um, inspire. I, you know, I, what are other adjectives? <laughs> new, <laughs> motiv- new motivational <laughs> post. <there>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> write that down, write that down. <laughs> Read, observe, Inspire. <laughs> Picture of a uh, four butterflies. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> not yeah, bad. Not, not bad. Not bad. Make huh? that an NFT. <laughs> 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 NFTs, bro. You think they went away? I think the market's maturing. I think mm. that at one point, or when it first began, um, and for those who don't know, I was super involved with hashtag Web3. Um, and if you don't know as well, we are currently in a state of web two, um, web three is a little bit more obviously advanced, hence the new number. We're definitely on the front end of curves. I try to be, and I think that's also why mom just kind of let me do my own thing, but I try to be, I try to have my finger on the pulse. Hey mom, good read. Good read. Shout out. Yeah. That's a really good read. Um, cause also not me, man. Nerd, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> you're like one of the smartest men I know, and I love that. And you're also funny and very. You have a great personality. You're everything. 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 You're just blonde. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, dude, my freaking. There's this. Uh, from this side of things, for you to have this uh, sort of like self-awareness is big. Um, I say that as a preface to, or at least before I get to saying thanks about your perception of me, I'm not saying you having a great sense of perception and you perceiving <laughs> me as great are things that naturally connect. <laughs> um, being on the front edge of things is having your finger on the pulse to me like i wear glasses so i know what it's like not to see but like i'm like how the fuck do you see this shit or like what does it feel like when you see it to for me how i like digest it is just like well is this a max friedman podcast (laughs) (laughs) i've always tried to take the route of simplifying 
current things. Mm-hmm. And that's why I feel like I've come up with like a lot of ideas. I'm an idea guy. And through that lens of like simplify. Yeah. Just like how do we simplify this? Or, you know, how can we just lower like lower the amount of steps it takes to achieve the same end goal? Mm-hmm. Um I, I've just always thought that way. And I don't know when it comes to fashion, like it, I always thought like minimalism was like the best. You know, there's I think it's always clean. Can't go wrong with it. It's just a matter of colors. Um and I feel like fashion just that's it's a forever changing thing. Hmm. Um, but when it comes to ideas in terms of like technology, the future, you know, like thinking of things before others, like that kind of stuff. Um, for instance, like the NFT route, I, I think and crypto in general, I think not to get like super on it, but I, I think it's definitely the future. Um, if you've read, read the latest articles about like Bitcoin and all that fun stuff, like there are countries that are adopting it over and that's, there's something to be said about that. Um, I don't think there would be any sort of legislative talk if it wasn't a thing. Um, and I don't think arenas would be named after crypto.com arena for no reason. If companies and big brands already didn't feel like there is potential there. Um, so I think those are just subtle clues and I feel like I just pick up on those mm-hmm. and I see the clues on like where the momentum of what is there will could possibly iterate. percent. Yeah. I see. Things are swinging. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, if you're not, if you're against it, look into it. I, I think the main purpose is, let me just simplify it for people that don't understand crypto it's to send money across overseas the fastest way possible. How do you make international contract deals money? There's business out there that import stuff all the time. That's what America's known for. We're like, we import everything for the most part. Um, and people want their money and they want it ASAP. And, you know, they don't, it, right now it takes a long time for things to get cleared to like get sent over and, you know, go through the banks and blah, 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 blah. With crypto, you can send it and receive it within two minutes, and you can use it right then and there. You you know, there's no banking system you have to go through. You you don't have to get approved to use that kind of money. It's just that's your money, and you can use it right now. And JD Wentworth, (laughs) (laughs) it's my money, and I need it now. (laughs) So catchy, good job, for real. so yeah, I mean, like that's just a simplified crypto. Like with this whole NFT thing, to simplify that, think of that as a membership card. Like there, there needs to be real world utility that comes with something in your fucking phone. But yes, they are just pictures right now. Um, but those pictures get you access to it's basically networking. There are people that can afford this level of asset. And you can get connected with them. Just have an appreciation for that art. Exactly. That's why they collect it. Exactly. They don't and give a fuck if you think it's stupid or not. Exactly. And if it's you give a fuck about the price. It's the saddest thing. Just different. <laughs> it's the saddest thing. <laughs> I said status, but oh, but, yeah. Gotcha. But both. That, that is also, that does correlate. Like that's the most Kanye moment I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> nah, not Kanye. Lil Dicky, actually. Just fucking, just Dave, fucking Dave moment. (laughs) It's the saddest thing. It's like the way you stuck. (laughs) Like we need video for it, bro. People would see. Why soon? Thank you coming soon for those of you following along. He did uh, give me a little snippet before we got on these microphones. Future, yeah, hundred percent. Those little things, stuff to look forward to. Yeah, 
Um, that's why, Mister, gotta get that Twitter, bro. <laughs> gotta get the Twitter. Uh, I, I'll put the two together. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I'll have my debut on Twitter be through Twitter Spaces and through Threads. Twitter Spaces. <laughs> Good. Thanks. Um, <laughs> and threads. Yeah, I'm having fun with threads though, bro. Like, I have yeah. a place for me to like. I, I mean, have like a catalog of like jokes I've written and like publish. Like, you read that, and you're like, oh fuck. It becomes, especially if it's not super popular, so it's not really in people's faces. I'll actually really like that. But to have for somebody in the future who might look back and be like, yeah, what's what's this guy's path like? He's like, oh shit. This is almost like Schultzian in terms of craft, 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 yeah. craft, craft. And if I'm going to do it, make a compendium of it. Yeah. Right? There yeah. you go. Do you get a lot of engagement on threads? Or, I mean, equally amount on Instagram, like when you post a picture? Uh, equal amounts on both. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's uh, something to be said about algorithms. Yes. And all, yeah, 100%. 100%. And for me so far, uh, when you have like a length of account, there's also certain ways which I think an algorithm will have you traffic. And there's something to be said about making whole new accounts. So that way the algorithm has you set as something new, yeah. which for people could be trending, especially if it pops. And in a short amount of time, it pops quickly. 100%. Yeah. So I'm not a professional when it comes to that sphere. What I do care about the most, though, is the craft itself. Mm-hmm. And I like the fact that there's not too much exposure for a craft that, frankly, in terms of comedy, is new. Infant. Neophyte. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And I felt the same way with yoga. You know, it's like I didn't jump to want to be a university professor. Right. It's like, you know, kid reps, doing it for local clubs. Uh, definitely do some free shit for a little bit and then when you have a project that you become responsible for so it's like hey and i'm looking forward to this day you got you know you got 20 minutes we want you to feature Mm. it's like oh bro let's go and like you've owned that in a way so uh you're not just flying by the seat of your pants yeah and i think there could be a misconception with people who look at someone like matt rife for example, like just because he's young means he got it quick. The answer to that is no. Yeah. Seven, eight years. He just has like almost like a Pete Davidson trajectory on like he started so young and has now put in this much time. And the thing that he grew into also cracks. Right. And there's something to be said also about the fact that he was on Wild and Out before he was doing his touring and stuff like that. Like he was a Wild and Out star didn't know that yeah see and like he was doing that which i feel like there's something to be said if you're if you're comedic enough to be on wild and out if you haven't watched it go watch it like some that's just funny you know it's definitely a cultured show but like the fact that he could hang out with also being white and you know being in front of a african audience you know american african-american audience (laughs) (laughs) sorry it's not a foreign show african-american audience um cancel me (laughs) um you know there's something to be said about that because like you appeal to them and 
you know, and the, and I think that's great. Like the fact, and they're accepting, and you know, all that. Yeah. Like, and they don't take offense to it, like because he's a, a skin color. Like, yeah. there, there is something to be said about that, and mm-hmm. the fact that he is able to pull that off, and then he now he's doing what he's doing. It's like, you know, he is trying to break out of like his old self, you know, and try to be a new comic and like say, you know, say more things that he wasn't really he was kind of restricted on and stuff like that he's growing you know to say the least so he's like you said you're putting in those reps that's one of the hardest parts about comedy is uh the freshening Mm -hmm. yeah because unlike music where you can come back and play the hits right and we that's not how comedy gets digested no yeah so what is it that makes somebody a comic it's like you can be funny and not a comic what makes somebody a comic really in part is the longevity yes and having a body of work that follows it, growing a fan base, growing around it, and in some cases, like experiencing some pretty tough falls and still surviving. You got some thick skin. Louis C.K. being one of those guys. Yes. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, dude. Dave Chappelle being one of those guys. 100%. And some of that, in Dave Chappelle's case, self-inflicted. And also the shit that he had to go up against in terms of Comedy Central as a network. Yes. It's like when I hear old heads talk about uh, just how much shit went on with networks and the kind of frustrations that you get in terms of money, who owns the property, how the property gets distributed. It's like, fuck, man. And then he's just going to eject. Dave Chappelle wasn't exactly on the grid for a while. Right. And what makes him a great comic was then that freshening again, like his coming back, his, uh, second rise, mm. maybe go out third rise too. Uh, after the whole like, um, transgender thing. Yeah. It's like the ability to survive that. And, uh, and the crush is beautiful. I think Matt might be a little bit hard to like because he also happens to be beautiful. <laughs> Whereas I don't think anybody would say that about Dave Chappelle. <laughs> I don't think anybody say he's ugly. <laughs> But people would say he's funny looking. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and like, funny. And funny, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, you don't look at Matt Rife uh, without being all like, the great jawline. Yeah, right. God, that guy's got beautiful eyes. Yeah, he's a stud. He's a good yeah. looking guy. Chris DeStefano, really concerned. <laughs> I might be gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. That guy's comedy. I fucking love that guy. That guy, guy is comedy. Yeah, I know. Jeez. Uh, that guy is comedy, man. There's something about fucking New York humor, too. Dude. Oh, do you think so you can survive in New York? <laughs> yeah, fucking right, bro. Yeah, yeah fucking Yeesh. right. Yeah. Not right now, at least, right? Yeah. No, not not right now. Also, I just don't think it's in my personality, man. To, oh, to have that New York, like, grit? <sighs> bro, they're just constant haymakers, man. 100%. Constant haymakers. I found out recently Brian Simpson was from San Diego. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and when you look at, like, his style of comedy. Right. We track, a hundred percent. Okay, our, we got similar character personalities in that space, and the level that he's at as a comic, just fine for me. Actually, a fairly preferred because 100%. I like going places and not being bothered. Every time I like, I go to a show or like when I was in D.C., just exploring the things I want to explore and stuff, and not being bothered. The more I travel like that, the more I'm all like, I would love to wait Perfect. to be famous. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Perfect. Or to be that famous. You know, it's like part of it is sharing the love, sharing the art, and being so in love with it that, you know, I'll do this for free. Yeah. And I'll do this with uh, 
also with a connected ambition of wanting to own a home in San Diego. And for me to be from San Diego and to be a San Diego comic, which, as we discussed before, before about touring calendars, is an extra task. Yes. I could see why people move to Austin, for example, or do it out of Chicago. At least with New York, you have a hub up there with like a bunch of different states and cities that you can bang, 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 Like bang. Maine and, and like uh, New Jersey yeah, and shit New like Hampshire. that. Yeah, Hampshire. Connecticut, the highway to drive through on the way to yeah. Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Even down to like Philadelphia. Uh, right. Go down the tri-state area. And then it's like, okay, it's like, now do I go to the Midwest or the South? But mm. even before you got there, you hit all that. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Whereas San Diego, it's all <laughs> going east. You're right. You know, it's like, oh, well, am I going to take the path from Las Vegas, then to Salt Lake City, then to <laughs> fucking Boise, you know, Denver? That's probably it. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. But that that's a So job. much... <laughs> so much distance. Yeah, that's not like <laughs> for not even a huge squeeze. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I see what you're saying. That's so there is that, and there's something to be said about, bro. If you want to become a great comic, maybe you gotta move. Maybe you gotta move. And you know me. No, I don't want it. Yeah, <laughs> I fucking love it here. This is my home, and I don't think it's impossible for me to have that energy because it does feel kind of like Sam Morrill. Sam Morrill is all mm. like, no, bro. I'm a fuck. I'm a New York guy. You know, like he loved that was actually a pretty good impression. I was like, that was good. <laughs> yeah. Uh he'll rep New York forever, he'll live in New York forever. That's a city. And uh if I was a New York Jew, I would too. <laughs> <laughs> On the record, me too. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, like dude, our our friend Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Him too. Yeah, he's actually he's that's actually what he's doing next. No shot. Yeah, yeah. Wow, New York. Yeah, man. I was all like, yeah, it's, it's the Jew and you, huh? He's all like, say that again. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, wait one second. Grabs, grabs a old <laughs> coin out of the pocket. Ah, e, ooh. Um, that's good though. When is it, when is is that like next year type shit? Or I don't I don't think so. That's just like a five, like a two three year plan or something. I don't think even longer than that. Oh, okay. To be honest. Yeah, I was like, he's got it pretty good down here. Uh, I feel like Ron White talks about the trajectory of a comedian of somebody becoming a comedian about like seven to ten years, mm. and um, kind of like that military thing. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, could be a human trend. Could be a human trend. Yeah, I was gonna say so like I, yeah. I Just think in terms so. Of disciplines, earning your black belt, yeah, becoming a professional athlete, hundred percent reps, 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 reps. reps. And some of that's like being discovered and some of that's putting yourself out there. And some of that's like how much you put yourself out there. You're doing it intelligently and are you actually good? Do you have agent GPT? <laughs> For a second, I was like, who the fuck is Asian GPT? And then my brain was all like, you didn't say Asian. No. <laughs> you agent. buffoon. Yeah. Agent Sorry. GPT. No, you said it. My brain just at first was like, he said agent. And then the other part of my brain was like, shut up. Shut up. Shut, 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 shut up. up. <laughs> agent. Agent. <laughs> yeah. For that AI space is wild. It is wild. And yeah. uh, it's amazing. And I, I did, like, I feel like everyone should just use it. I, I, I do feel bad, though. There are companies out there where I know that they're going to replace people with it. It's just the reality of the truth. Yeah. Truth. So it is scary. I understand that aspect, and that's probably why people don't want it to be popular because it's 
could wipe out a grip of jobs. Um, yeah. But use you know use it to your advantage. Start use it to start your own business. Use it to create content. Use it to go to the gym. You don't need. That's the other thing. You don't need a gym trainer anymore unless you just need someone personally to like push you. Yeah. But you can create a whole ass workout plan with that thing. Mm-hmm. You could be like, I weigh this X weight. I want to weigh this much, and I only want to work out four times a week. Tell me the quickest way to get there and how to do it and what I should be eating. And it'll create your whole meal plan, workout routine, everything in within 20 seconds. Like, and you can just copy, paste that to your Word um, or document, print it out, do whatever you want to do with it. Email it to yourself. You can do whatever you want. But, you know, that's how easy it is. And um, I do think there should be regulations on it because... You know, there's evil that comes with that kind of power. Um, but I I would highly advise you using it for your, just your day-to-day operations. Create a calendar for yourself. You know, setting goals. Be like, I want to, like I said, if, I, if you want to weigh a certain amount, if you want to create a passive income, if you want to do what you want to, you know, whatever you want to fucking do. Literally just go to chat GPT. Go to Bard. There's that website I showed you earlier that has a plethora of other plugins that you can use for your life if you're a content creator. And I think, I think in reality, content creation is, has been and current is the future in terms of how people are going to digest information. I do think TV and as a whole is slowly dying i think it's been slowly dying these last 10 years yeah um i think people are just intaking as much real truth as possible shout out elon buying twitter um and shout out tucker carlson like he's one of the goats in my opinion i think he's very straight up um congratulations to him and andrew tate you're not going to leave this episode without people hating you, huh? Uh, no. This is a cancel me. Cancel I thought that me. about fucking when you said Tucker. <laughs> you said Andrew Tate right afterwards. It's like, bam. 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 Boom. I don't give a fuck what you think. Yeah, yeah. And I really don't, as most people should. Like, you don't. Yeah. You shouldn't care. Like, and I don't. And these, those people, I don't envy them. I don't idolize them. I just, I appreciate them for what they do in terms of they just try and keep it real. And because I'm just one of those people that I'm, I'm over the BS. I'm over the lies. I'm over Hmm. just all of that. Finding out like Twitter was, you know, basically ran through bribery and stuff like that from the government and pushing certain narratives and all of that stuff. You know, it's like that, you know, seeing how much money is getting put into like pushing certain ads on TV and stuff like that. Like Hmm. that kind of stuff bugs me. And it's just because it's like, it just goes to show that people can be bought. And so I just think that these specific individuals, Elon, Tucker, Tate, you know, sorry, but they just keep it real and they just try to kind of open your eyes to the reality of, of situations. And I just, you know, a lot of people don't like them because they read a push <laughs> narrative that's, yeah. you know, that's just so, oh, like, this is what we're going to push about this person. They don't do any yeah. research. Macro jujitsu. Yes. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. And yeah. so people are very micro minded, micro minded. Yeah. And more people just need to have one, that thought process of like, one, I shouldn't care about what other people think about me. Like as long as you're doing what you're doing to like 
make you happy. It sounds cheesy, but whatever makes you happy, whatever continues, you know, helps you grow in a positive direction. Um, you know, having morals for yourself and whatever, setting boundaries. Like, I think that's super important that people just kind of, so many people are just okay with just being like, yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. And like, they don't, they, they don't push boundaries and it, it's just, I, I think that just people should just like take the time to do research and just kind of like be open-minded to people's opinions. You don't have to take it. That's the point of an opinion is a personal opinion. You don't need to correct people. That's not your space to, you can educate, but it's not your place to correct because who's to say you're right. You know, like, um, AI. Yeah. AI. That's the only, that's the only thing I believe. <laughs> I only trust AI. But yeah, even like with Google, Google searches, like you pay for that, that page space. Like you joked about earlier, like going to the second page, going to the third page, like mm-hmm. there's something to be said about that. And so, um, you know, there's so much unreliability out there that I just, I find joy and entertainment in the people that do bring reality to situations. And, you know, whatever you think about these individuals is whatever you think that's totally fine. You know, and just like we we're talking about presidency earlier, you probably, you could maybe like what Biden's doing. Maybe you actually like Trump too. And maybe I do, or maybe I don't, you will never know, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, people are allowed to have viewpoints and that's okay. And you don't have to take it personally. You really don't. You can just, we, you can have a, an adult conversation with someone. You can give your opinion. They can give their opinion. And you can still shake hands at the end of the day and add each other on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and whatever and still be friends and it not be a big deal. Or you don't have to because you don't like that person's viewpoints and you don't need to be around that because you have your own way of thinking. That's totally fine. You can do that. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's, it's just people take things so personally now and they get, they fixate on certain aspects that don't need to be fixated on. What I do think that people should fixate on really this whole child trafficking thing that's going on blows my mind. I saw a statistic actually was told about a statistic that is very reliable and people can go look it up, but the child trafficking industry is around 33 Billion dollars, billion dollars. To put things in perspective, all airlines combined, that industry is worth twenty-two billion dollars. So imagine all that traveling that's going on and people are doing on a day-to-day basis, and it's about ten million dollars more, or billion, ten billion dollars. That's hundreds of millions, guys. Ten billion dollars more. Ten hundreds of millions yeah. dollars more. <laughs> Of money that's going on in that. And I think that is honestly disheartening and how many people just go um, not missing, unaccounted for. We don't have to get into it like super crazy, but I think just there's something to be said about the Sound of Freedom movie. There's something to be said about Mel Gibson trying to like expose people. There's something to be said about Ashton Kutcher trying to do this in 2017 and really trying to put the light on things and people just ignoring it and fixating on stupid problems like what is Trump tweeting and (laughs) shit like that and if um just dumb stuff that doesn't even matter you know like oh there's so much traffic on the freeway let's talk about this for hours on end it's like why aren't we talking about the real stuff that's going on? the real traffic yeah the real trafficking (laughs) that's going on (laughs) that's good um so yeah it's just if really look into that i think 
there is something to be said, and I do think people, everyone should watch that movie. It is. What was it again? Sound of Freedom. Okay. It's, it is a reality check. It is one of those movies that hits emotionally. It's not for everyone, but I do think everyone should watch it. Um, if you're old enough to really digest everything that's going on and personally take a, not effective action, but just where you're mindful of certain situations and maybe you will, the call to action in terms of helping people in situations. Cause I do feel like there are people that ignore things cause it's like, Oh, this is not my business. I should ignore it. But like, what if someone was, you know, getting taken away, you know, and it was like, they're acting like their parent, but that wasn't, you know, it really isn't them, but people just ignore it. Cause they're like, Oh, my parent is fine. You know, I'm not saying to get in everyone's business by any means, but just to be more mindful of situations that are going on out there in the world. That's it. I do think that that movie does kind of put things into perspective for people and, you know, um, yeah. Anime, AI, Sound of Freedom, Soul Cleanse Co. Read, observe, inspire. <laughs> 100%. It was a real treat doing this, bro. I thought to myself earlier that so much is determined by the questions that we ask. And um, this won't be the last time we do it. I got some more for you and uh, it'll be fun to see where this goes again. Um, let's uh, end this uh, whiskey ginger style. Whiskey ginger style. Yeah. You're going to look into the camera over my shoulder and uh, you're going to end this episode with a word or a phrase. All right. Inspire. <laughs> <laughs>